You're listening to Hellcat's Hope, a bonus edition. Today would have been my friend Tanya Dodd Heiss's 50th birthday. You see, Tanya and I go all the way back to first grade, and she died from cancer November 10th, 2017. So today, August 6th, 2020, Tanya would have been 50 years old. And I was trying to figure out today why I was in such a foul mood. I've been cranky all day. From the time I opened my eyes, and then I realized, oh, it's Tanya's birthday. So I wanted to have this special bonus edition and share with you the eulogy that I read at her memorial service. It captures, I think, everything that was so special about Tanya. And it's wonderful to share these stories. And that's how I want to remember her today on her birthday. Happy birthday, my friend. I love and miss you very much. Hello, everyone. Many of you may know me as Lori, Bert, or Hellcat. I graduated from Louisville High School with Tanya, class of 1988. Go Big John. And I'm standing before you today because Tanya told me to. The last several months of her battle, we would have silly conversations, which also included the serious ones. She said, Bert, I want you to speak at my memorial service and make it funny. Really? Bert, yes, you put the fun in funeral. I said, okay, T, whatever you say, whatever you want, whatever you need. I sure wasn't going to tell her no. Of course, I am honored to speak for Tanya today. But it's mostly because you don't say no to Tanya. Those of you that have known Tanya for more than five minutes know that. She made it impossible to say no. Whether it was planning and attending a party, volunteering for a cause, signing a petition, or buying bracelets or cupcakes, taking pictures and selfies, or running a 5K or a mud run, she rarely would ever take no for an answer. She would use her art of persuasion as well as her gift of guilt if she needed to. So I will try my best. I will try to make this funny, and I hope maybe the stories we share today will remind us how we should live like Tanya lived. I'd like to begin by pointing out how wonderful and amazing all the online tributes and stories people have written about Tanya this week. I know they've been a comfort for Tanya's family to read the wonderful stories of selfless love Tanya showed to so many people. As I've read all the posts and tributes, I find myself asking, how did she do it? Story after story, how was she able to talk me off the ledge, take soup to someone who had a cold, donate her time? She showed up and ran a race with me. She mailed me a present. She chatted with me via text or Facebook or Messenger, organized parties and events. She'd go sit with a mom at the hospital whose child was sick delivered cupcakes and salsa, take professional photo shoots, and take care of so many others, including herself and her family. She treated people like they were the most important and loved person in the room. She was a super mom and a super friend. Where did she find this time? But she did. And maybe that's something we can take away from Tanya's life. Go read her timeline, watch her videos, be inspired. And when you say you're too busy, think about Tanya and all the love she was able to share. You see, Tanya and I met in first grade, with the exception of the fly outfit I wore for first grade pictures and brushing Mrs. Yates' hair. I don't have a lot of memories from first grade because, well, let's be honest, that was a really long time ago. 
One of my favorite memories with Tanya was third grade, Degan Elementary, Mrs. Brown. Oh, we were always in trouble. And Mrs. Brown had this board at the front of the class. It was this huge smiley face board. And then there were clothespins with each student's name on them. And you would begin the day with a smiley face. But as soon as you started talking or got in trouble, you had to go to the front of the room and turn that clothespin around to a frowny face. Now you would think that level of shame and judgment would work, but it didn't. And neither did moving our desks. Not like now with apps and emails and campus portals. You can't get away with anything now. But back then, we could at least try. One day I was being sent home with a note for talking. I know that's shocking. And I had a pen that was an erasable ink pen. And I was forging my dad's signature. Tanya said, Bert, that is stupid and is not going to work. And it didn't. I was busted. She was right. She would give you the truth on what she thought. And she was usually right. Another day I wore a sundress to school with spaghetti straps. I was teased endlessly that day. And that day she gave me her cardigan sweater to wear so I would feel more comfortable. That's just who she was, even at that young age. After eighth grade, she was really mad when I told her I was not going to be joining her at Marcus High School. You see, I had the opportunity to attend a private Catholic all-girls school, Ursuline Academy in Dallas. Bert, you can't go to an all-girls school. Are you crazy? There won't be any boys there. She was so mad about that. That was one year. And so we were so happy to be reunited at Marcus High School, even if it was just for one more year. And even though we may have been separated in high school, as I went to Louisville High School and she went to Marcus, and then further separated during college and life, we would still see each other periodically. We stayed in contact, and I am grateful that no matter what was going on, we always managed to share our birthdays together. Through the magic of MySpace, yes, MySpace, one day she told me, I had to move over to something else. There was something even better than MySpace. It was called Facebook. Now, reluctantly, because I hate change, but also because I could never tell Tanya no, I moved over to Facebook, and she was the first person to post on my wall. And the rest is Facebook history. I specifically recall one special weekend. She calls me up right before her birthday, and I would be headed down to Texas from Oklahoma to celebrate like many times before. Bert, my girlfriend Erica will be there. Listen, she is not like us. She's really nice, and she's quiet. An introvert, she's a beautiful wallflower and is happy being so. I'm going to need you to dial it down. <laughs> you see, Tanya and I, we are a lot of energy by ourselves, but especially together, it may be just too much. Please don't scare her. She said, please, I really, really like her. Erica, Tanya loved you so much. And I'm grateful, as many here are, for the friendship we found in you, for loving our friend like you have, and taking such good care of her. It has been one of the most beautiful love stories to watch. And I'm glad we didn't scare you off. As I mentioned earlier, my legal middle name is Hellcat, and there's a story there, of course, and of course, Tanya was part of it. Like many good stories start, we were at a bar, 
it was 2009, I think, maybe another birthday weekend or just another dance weekend. But me and Erica and Tanya and several of our other friends, we got together in Dallas and went dancing. We were at a place called the Vixen Lounge. We love to dance. Whenever we were together, it almost always involved dancing. I think Carla Bone had just won the dance contest and $50, and we were celebrating it and posting it on Facebook. And I noticed everyone there at the table had equality as their middle name. And I thought, I want a strong middle name on Facebook. You see, Tanya had just ran off a gentleman suitor whose intentions were probably not pure from the dance floor. She stole my phone and scared him right off. Well, thank God. I had been taken advantage of one too many times by this point. I decided I wanted to come up with my own name. Vixen? No. So I pulled up the thesaurus on my phone and the name Hellcat came up. A formidable woman, not to be messed with. Of course, I meant it as a joke and it took off. And Tanya called me Bert or Hellcat from then on. A few years ago, Facebook made me remove Hellcat from my name because it wasn't my real name. So after major prodding from Tanya, and like any lawyer worth their grit, I petitioned the court to have my middle name changed to Hellcat, sent the court order to Facebook, and made them put it back. One day she called me to talk about her salsa. She wanted to call it Hellisphere. She said, do you mind if I use that name? I said, Tanya, dude, contrary to popular opinion, as much as many might like to believe, I don't have the trademark or copyright to hell. Thank you very much. Tanya had a raw, unapologetic truth where you never had to guess how she really felt about something or any issue of injustice. Even on issues not as important as justice and equal rights, it could have been about your hair or your outfit or even your car. One year, celebrating a birthday, I think my 40th, everyone descended on Oklahoma City. My Denali envoy at the time had a third row, could easily transport almost all of us to the club for a night of dancing and shenanigans. I was a single mom at the time, and that car was on its last leg. The front seat had a broken seat belt, and randomly, the back end of the car would lose its air suspension or something and become an instant lowrider. I, of course, thought it was cool. Tanya affectionately named my car the Rolling Death Trap. <laughs> she just knew this was how we were going to go out, was in this godforsaken car. Now, Tanya also never knew a stranger. One birthday weekend, I had an open invitation on Facebook for people to come to my birthday party. There was someone that came and I, I couldn't really remember who she was. I had added her on Facebook because she was a mutual friend of Tanya's. So I figured she was fine. After everyone was there, I took Tanya aside and I said, who is that girl? And Tanya said, I have no idea. I added her because you had her. Oh, Lord. So we spent the entire weekend with someone. We really had no idea who she was. Now, it ended fine. No one was killed. But the common theme in all these stories that I have shared with you today, the common character that we should each strive to live and to honor Tanya's memory. Use your voice in standing up for what's right. Don't be afraid to voice your raw, unapologetic truth. Do for others even when you don't think you have the time. Make the sacrifices because you never know whose life you are enriching. Even invite a complete stranger to your house. It'll be fine. 
Love those around you like Tanya loved with open acceptance and fierce loyalty. Lastly, what we can learn from Tanya is this, capture the moments, take the damn picture, take the selfie, record the video, share it. I bet no one has ever said, I wish I wouldn't have taken so many pictures. I don't know if what I've shared today is what she wanted. We didn't really have a lot of time to get more direction. I hope that it was. And I hope it brought comfort to those here. Tanya was an amazing woman. I know we can all leave here better people because we knew her. Carolyn, I know where Tanya got her caring and loving spirit. She got that from her mama. I know Tanya lived with you these last several months because she needed that constant care. And you did such an amazing job. Erica, Harrison, Nicholas, and Noah, we love you and our thoughts and love and prayers are with you. I have zero doubt that you have here in this room alone and elsewhere so many people that are here for you and would do anything for you. I hope you know that. If Tanya could speak from beyond, she would ask everyone here to do their part to make sure you guys have what you need to get through this and beyond. I know we miss her so much, but Tanya will not be forgotten because we all exhibit acts of love and kindness like her in her honor. We will take Tanya's zest for life and loving people and return that to you and each other. I make that pledge to you and I know others here do as well. Thank you for sharing your amazing mom, your wife, your daughter with us. We love you. Happy birthday, Tanya.